0: Hello friends, my name is Patrick Biddle and welcome to A Little History, the show that looks at human history eh, a little differently. I'm an ancient history major and an all-round historical nerd. I love telling stories, talking shit and cracking beers. Join us for season two as we continue on with our mythology apology nothing is off limits as we continue our exploration of some of the famous and not so famous stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world stories that seek to explain the world around us warnings against messing with the higher powers or sometimes for the sheer entertainment sometimes i'll have a guest coming in cold and sometimes it's just you and me so kick back drink them if you got them and join us as we discuss the glorious mess that is our history with a little shit-talking and silly sound effects as well. Golden shower. I'm sharing my office with a baby. You know, what what I've already been through, yeah, I'll probably just do that.
1: And he kicks you in the water. That's out of order. I'm not a detective, but I think they've actually had us on, yeah?
2: How did we get to a shirt shitting on people?
1: (laughs) I know she's probably got a magic vagina or something which keeps you distracted, but... We're confident it over here, Dad. <laughs> it's not doing <laughs> shit for us. <laughs> I'm going to make a little frog do different times.
0: But unfortunately, Gina Davis isn't rocking any of those skills. No. <laughs> <And laughs> no. she's, she's killed pretty soon. Now, are you looking to shift the cat's allegiance? Go for good grand hand.
2: Put the bags away. We're not going anywhere now.
0: <laughs> you think in one of those 20 heads, you'd have a fucking good idea. But no.
2: I mean, they've got parties with boxes, people eating semen. This
0: is just a riot. They said I was mad. They said I was mad when I did that. <laughs> but I showed them. Who's mad now? <laughs> now kill him and take his foot.
2: I'm a walking zombie burner.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to a little history podcast. Uh, lovely to have you back in our ears after a little bit of a holiday. Holiday. Um, you know, a little bit of a holiday.
1: But Pat, why did you go on holiday when you just started season two?
0: Because it's my show, all right? My show, my show, my choice. So if I want to have a holiday, I'm gonna friggin' do it. But it's like you know, the way the last two years has been with COVID and restrictions and all that, you've gotta got kind of take your holidays when you can these days. So I'm doing it. But uh, I'm actually on holiday at the moment, and I'm very happy to uh, to be recording this episode and uh, having a return guest, uh, my very own sister Andrea, <coughs> host of the Coin Couch. Uh, youtube channel and a notable tiktok personality how's it going angie
2: hey hey good to be back patty how fun to be joining you on your holiday very nice i'm
0: staying at the family estate so i figured i'd get all the family involved uh if i can't have you here physically get you on the airwaves and um and should be fine
2: Exactly. It's always very hard when you get together, and then the other boys all go there, and so it's a big family reunion in Australia. And here I am in Germany, saying, "Yeah, have a great time."
0: Yeah, and we're we're all gearing up for uh for a pretty big barbecue as well at the time of this recording. Um,
2: oh, you didn't have to. You didn't have to throw that into the wounds. Thanks. Oh, we've
0: already got stuck into the beers, and and it's gonna be a bit of a celebration. We're like, oh, we'll just let Andrea know about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i won't check my phone i'll just get constant updates hey still being australian having a fun here
0: hey still having fun <laughs> yeah <Right.
2: laughs> without you cool bye
0: <laughs> um i do have a bit of fun for you right now andrea We're a little bit of a treat for you this episode andrea
1: treat
2: just for me or the listeners as well i think we all need to
0: buckle up here i think everyone's gonna be a little bit uh, chuffed with this one so it's a story oh. which you yourself have personally been pleading with me to do since ah! A Little History Podcast began. It's happening! It's happening! This has actually made my day! Made your day! There you go! Awesome. Barbecues be damned! I mean, it's 20 plus 6,
2: but, you know, uh, it's still, it's it's good. You can take your barbecue and shove it. I've got the good
1: story! <laughs> uh,
0: well, we are headed back to the wacky world of ancient Greek mythology. And we're here to discuss the story of Perseus. Perseus rings any bells for you, Angie? I don't
2: remember requesting Perseus. Did I request Perseus?
0: Uh, well, you know, we'll definitely show. There'll be, definitely be some light there for yourself. So you'll you'll be kicking yourself when uh, when the penny drops for you. Okay. Uh, anyway. This, uh, for yourself, Andrea, and also dear listeners, uh, this is one of the oldest uh, among the more highly recognized Greek myths, uh, which was much later adapted by Roman writers, So, which we'll get into. Um, think about films like uh, 2010's uh, Blockbuster, uh, Clash of the Titans film with Aussie Sam Worthington, and also in the Little History re- Rewatch, uh, check out that. Craziness, if, uh, <laughs> if you get some time. Bonus episode from April 30, 2021 in your catalogue. But also the uh, Clash of the Titans oh, sorry, 1981 movie. Uh, both sort of loosely follow the deeds of Perseus and his conflict with not only, uh, you know, the Gorgon Medusa, Medusa, which we'll get into a little bit later on. <laughs> Looks like the pennies dropped. But also with a bunch of crazy shit that goes uh, a bit all over the place. So these films, you know, if you've seen those films or or, or you know about them, uh, they kind of like that's kind of where ho- when or when Hollywood kind of takes hell whole of a story and does what they want to do with it. Uh, but that's fine. It's fine.
2: I have not seen any of those films.
0: <laughs> to, oh, to, well, there you go. There you go. To be honest, the way this story is, you couldn't adapt it into a into a modern film anyway. It's just.
2: Wow. Just, a, just an uh, well, sorry. I, 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 completely and utterly disagree with that. I mean, if, if I haven't heard of a rom com, then I don't know. You know, this this screams rom com to me. <laughs> well,
1: <it's laughs> every, com.
2: Or ma- maybe just like every day dating, really. Good grief. Well, Rom is, is, is a it bit a, of a. Is it a movie a, or a doco? I don't know. It's, it's a leap
0: with it with the rom. It's a com, yeah, for sure. But the rom element, you know, <laughs> romance. You're like,
1: eh, okay, all
2: right. You have a pat. You haven't dated for a while, mate. Okay, it could be more true than you I think. I have not.
0: Yeah, exactly. I do not know what's going on out there. At As all. someone
2: that's in the trenches, let me tell you, this story <laughs> could actually be more true than we think.
0: <laughs> You're like, don't don't believe the posters, Pat. The frontline <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kitchener was wrong. Like, <laughs> get him out. <laughs> oh but the super fun thing about researching this myth uh is that there's several versions of it like a lot of the other stories that we go through um and so i've pieced together the various versions to come up with uh with probably you know the most entertaining story but also try to offer the contradictions in these accounts uh as i go um so something which uh which 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 when we tackle the figure of Medusa herself, uh we'll sort of talk she's definitely been, you know, done dirty by the writers. Uh in truly eyebrow raising fashion.
1: The writers were all men.
0: Where you're just like, What? But um <laughs> Yep. <laughs> It's, it's good. Uh, but now for this story, it's going to be uh, a bit interesting, although it's one of the uh, more older and more famous of the Greek myths going around. Uh, it takes a while until we get like a complete narrative on it. It's like the earliest works in the Greek world, the, the poets and uh, writers Homer and Hesiod, they mention the Perseus and Medusa story, but more in passing because they sort of uh, assume because what they wrote was intended to be performed. So uh, they assume that the audience... Uh, For us, it would be the listener or the reader would know the stories anyway. So they're referring to stuff that people, uh, they assume, already know what it is. So they go, oh, Perseus, when he did this. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that because I've heard of that story. So for us, the more complete story, and and, and these go as far back as the 6th century and earlier because they stem from oral traditions of people telling stories which went back way before. So the, I guess the more extensive account uh, comes from Apollodorus, and I think he's the same, um, from memory, I think he's the same source that I used for the Theseus episode. Check that out. Mm, episode 23 in your catalogue. Uh, so that's, that's in the 1st and 2nd century. So we're talking, you know, Seven, eight hundred years of this story. Um, and sort of epic so tale. Yeah, yeah. And you've also got like Pausanias, he jumps on board and has a look. And you got Ovid and Pindar, the great poets, uh, they write a version of that as well. So you've got lots of different stories and a long time to come up with it. So there's many versions of the story. And the one thing that we know in stories is that they definitely change with the telling. Uh, something that this podcast is, uh, testament to purple
2: monkey dishwasher
0: exactly there we go there we go so uh yeah anyone that hasn't
2: seen the simpsons you won't understand that reference uh, by the way
0: if they they need to watch the simpsons
1: educate yourselves
2: that's how we were raised how did we learn about any kind of world history or major event the simpsons jokes (laughs) aside they
0: were a major event back in those days i'm pretty
2: sure medusa was mentioned in the simpsons was she not I can't. Was that me. no? That's the crazy cat lady. Pretty close.
0: Uh, pretty close. In the meantime, uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. So our story begins in the mighty city of Argos,
1: Argos,
0: with its king Acrisius,
1: Acrisius,
0: and uh, like all all kings ever, it seems, uh, he was pretty hell bent on having a male to rule after him. So just like Aegeus in The Rise of Theseus, uh, episode 23, I think it is, very, uh, very focused on having a a dude uh, succeed his throne. Hello. Acrisius does already have a daughter. Hi. uh, The already grown and generally lovely Dany. Dany.
2: She's only genuinely lovely. She's not always lovely. Just generally.
0: (laughs) Generally lovely. Just generally. (laughs)
2: How's your daughter? Oh, generally, she's all right.
1: Yeah. What about specifics, Acrisius? You, you, anything in particular? Nah, nah. Nah,
0: yeah, too much. Yeah, Just broad picture. She's good. Yeah, <laughs> good. she's good.
1: <laughs>
2: An overview.
0: She's uh, got half of my mind, mate. I don't need to get into, like, how, how lovely she is. Like, she's fine. Yeah,
2: dude, she's my daughter. Yeah, let, let's talk about the son. All right. She's good. He's coming next. Let's talk
0: about the son. Have I got a son? Nah, no, no son. Ah, shit. Okay. Um, Damn. Oh, because he is. yeah, he's even worried. He's like, oh, hey, Danny, he's, oh, he, you couldn't possibly, uh, you know, think you're any good to rule, you know, being a woman. What does a woman know? No chance of, of you actually not. ruling at all. So he's pretty, uh, pretty. he's cast his mind on on how to beef up his male line. So he's very, very worried about that. Because um, no no female would be capable of ruling because that just sounds absurd, <laughs> absurd and crazy. That uh, needs to
2: be written somewhere. <laughs> beef up your male lines. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there you go. Is that an advertisement for something?
0: <laughs> Beef up your mail line. Well,
2: the new protein shake. Beef up your mail lines. <laughs> well,
0: um, well, protein shake, but mixed with like, uh, fuck, some some dick hardener. I'm thinking of a name. Beef jerky. What's it, what's it called no a, a thing you use for erectile dysfunction. Do you mean
1: Viagra?
2: Oh, I heard hardener and I I heard hardener and I was like cement. I don't know. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it ends up like cement in the end, so it's. There you, you go. I-, I wouldn't uh, know that.
2: Yeah, uh, well, this virginal over here.
0: W- what do you do if you hear uh, if you're going to have a son or not? You go to see the oracle. Oh, of course you do. Yes, because that's. I was going like to say yeah. Logical choice. Toss a coin in the river. Um, so, Acrisius goes to the oracle at Delphi. Delphi. And is told that he will have no sons. Oh. But his daughter, the lovely Danny, will indeed have a son. Hooray! So probably Hooray! Solved. The line is strong and the male will be there. Uh, well, not quite, because uh, the oracle continues to prophesize that this son, his grandson, will one day kill Acrisius. Oh. So, yeah.
2: Well, isn't he going to die one day anyway? So, you know, surely the succession comes when he dies, so he kind of gets what he wants, or Yeah.
0: No? Yeah. But he, he definitely wants to rule as long as he can. But, like, talk about the German backhand on that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Have, have I been here too long?
0: <laughs> there will be a son, but he's going to kill you. <gasps> You're just like, fuck.
2: I'm sorry. I, I, it's not a harsh thing. The, the more I live in Germany, the more I realize it's not harsh. It's just logical. Come on.
0: It's to the point, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. the, when, when I read that, I was thinking so much about the Simpsons Halloween episode with the frozen yogurt guy. he <laughs> was like, Homer's like, you know, uh, the the yogurt is cursed. And Homer's like, oh, that's bad. And he goes, but you get your choice yeah. the topping. He's <laughs> like, that's good. That's <laughs> <It's> like,
2: good. <laughs>
0: uh, um, and so anyway, upon hearing this news, Acrisius freaks out. Uh, you know, you happy. your grandson's going to bring about your downfall uh, and kill you personally. Uh, it's going to stir things up a bit.
2: Yeah, ruffles some feathers for sure.
0: Yeah, and so so he does the the next sensible thing, uh, and imprisons Danny within a bronze or brazen chamber under the palace, with only a small gap in the wall, uh, which she receives her meals and drinks and all that, and gets a little bit of fresh air. Can
2: I just uh, question: Is Danny already pregnant? No. no, no. Okay, so is his intention for her not to be with child?
0: That's it. I mean, she's she's to be guarded and attended by women only. So that there's no chance of any, any hanky-panky happening. And no hanky-panky. Panky.
2: Not on my watch.
0: Yeah. Right. So dad of the year right there. I'm a shitty father. Yeah. A solid effort.
2: Hey, there's a couple of dads of the years in all of these stories
0: that you tell. <laughs> the boys are good. The boys yeah. are good. Shit what are we then. learning
2: from these tales? Hmm.
0: We'll leave that up to you, dear listener. Yeah. Um, and so now surely Acrisius, as well as being a horrible father and human,
1: I'm terrible!
0: Uh, would be feeling pretty secure with his position at keeping, you know, this whole prophecy at bay. Um, he's got his lovely daughter, whom he loves, uh, locked away out of reach of anyone who might want to cook up a baby with her. So, can I just, can I, can I just do
2: your little sound effect right now? Hold on. That's him rubbing his hands. Like, right, that's dusting off. Okay, yeah. good. Sit in his chair. Sort it's of that issue, right?
0: Washing my hands of this situation.
2: Now on to the city. Yeah, what's happening with tax? What's happening with peasants? Good. I'll look at the other papers.
0: Yeah, what's up with the craziest business? I'll say I look at all new business now, guys. I've done the right, <laughs> done the right thing by by my daughter and the people. I am <sighs> awesome. He's actually shit. Yes, uh, but high up on Mount Olympus, the dwelling of the eternal gods, Zeus, the king of the gods. Uh, he's not been blind to what's been occurring in Argos. Uh, and a great pity and longing for the lovely Danny grows oh. within within the uh, the mighty God's heart and loins.
1: She made his doodle
2: move.
0: He's uh, yep. Yeah.
2: Better watch out for those loins.
0: You seen what's happened with Danny? He'll get and, oh, you. He's, he's stirred up. It's got some emotions.
2: Danny. Yep. What? Why do you say Danny in a way that's like Forrest Gump, reminiscent of Forrest Gump? Jenny. You're like Danae.
0: The spelling of it is D-A-N-A-E. So I believe it's Danae.
2: Wouldn't it be Dane?
0: I believe you're missing an A there, Andrea. Dan A. D A N A E. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Okay. All right. But, hey, get us in the comments, guys. Let me know if you know the uh, the the pronunciation. Or just make one up like I usually do. And, and we'll see <laughs> what we'll see, we'll, we'll see flies.
2: You've just got to, all you have to do is decide it in your brain. This is the way I'm saying it and own it. Yeah, so, Danay, exactly. right. That's like some bogan name.
0: Oh, Danay. <laughs> Oi,
2: Danay. Danay. Dinner's ready. Danay, you're not hanging around the shops with those lot. Danay, get, get get home. Danay.
0: Oi,
1: Danay. You knocked up yet? <coughs> nah, I've been stuck in a bronze box. No one's got at me box, have they? Shit. Oi, Dad! The fuck?
0: <laughs> She's rough. And back to the story. I um, So, yeah. <coughs> oh, he's got me. Oh, no. Got me. Oh, no, he's gone. Um, and so Zeus journeyed down to Argos. Argos. To the very chamber which Danae was imprisoned. And by turning himself into a golden shower. Golden shower. Not that type of shit, golden shower. I was gonna ask, what did he turn himself into?
2: Oh my goodness!
0: Well, there he is. Uh, so something—a uh, golden shower—being able to to fit between the small gap that uh, was the only entrance to this this uh, this brazen chamber, and and joined with the lovely Danae.
2: Did he present himself as the golden shower? So like she's just you know sitting there twiddling her thumbs, and in comes well, the shower, and she's like, "Wow, that's gold." Well.
0: Let's just say uh, they don't get into specifics, but it uh, says that Lu- uh, Zeus lay with Danae in passion
2: right, so it's like a lifetime film.
0: yeah they're we- getting
2: to the <laughs> the cut to the end. That was lovely, thank you.
0: Yeah, what's that old fi- any any old film for the 40s or 50's where they just like mash faces together and you're like, okay, you're like oh, are you trying you trying to smother at them or <laughs> no, what?
2: but they don't even move. they just freeze there and you're like, yeah. this is so. Just like, like some
0: Clark Gable <laughs> film, he's like, "What the fuck's, what, what are you guys doing? You guys into that or what?"
2: No wonder, no wonder the generation afterwards had no idea how to kiss. It was just like, isn't that what you do? Just,
0: <laughs> you just freeze it there. Oh, no wonder those such prudes said no idea. I thought we just looked at each other and stayed completely still and slightly touched. My world's up turned upside down. <laughs> And back to the story. So, yes, a golden shower in the form of a golden shower. So I think uh, the the poet Pindar, he called it a spontaneous shower of gold. Uh, and another version kind of has the the gold shower just kind of uh, passing, like like basically a shower of, of water. Flowing. Like flowing onto her tum-tum and within her yum-yum. God, that's terrible. <laughs> that's awful. Uh- I can't comment after that. That's just bad. Anyway, um so pretty pretty strange, pretty strange, but if we remember all the way back to episode 3, uh the Agamemnon, Agamemnon and Menelaus, uh check that one out to be sure,
1: episode 4 in your
0: catalog. A Zeus had it off with their mum in the form of a swan. So strange for us, but that's kind of how Zeus does it these days. It's his wave. Wasn't he a
2: cow one time?
0: No, he turned he turned somebody into a cow.
1: It was Io.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just to hide it from Hera, his wife, that he was having it off with her.
2: Oh, well, the old turner into a cow trick. Right. Yeah. How do I forget?
0: Yeah. The first the the first uh, first call. You're like, what do I do? lie about it, bed sheet, throw it up, throw it over, get it to go in another room. Nah, cow. 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 That's the sure thing. Eighty percent of the time it works every time. Um and so, so who are we to question the motives of the gods anyway? Um, so it's fine. But anyway, it's not too long before Danae discovers that she is pregnant. And-
2: <gasps> With golden shower.
0: Golden shower. <laughs> With golden shower. Uh, and has a son within the confines of the bronze prison.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Dad's not going to be happy.
0: Well, that can't be easy either. Getting pregnant and then birthing something by yourself in a bronze box in secret mind you surprise at break And so to recap, Acrisius, the king of Argos, has a problem. He doesn't have a male heir, which is super important to him it seems. He has a daughter, the lovely Danae, though she is looked over for the top job. Acrisius goes to see the oracle who tells him that he won't have any sons, but that Danae will, and that this son will kill Acrisius. Being pretty concerned about this, Acrisius makes the big boy decision and locks Danae away in a bronze box so that no one can get up to some sexy time with her and bring about Acrisius's downfall. But this activity has not gone unnoticed. It is Zeus, the king of the gods, who takes pity on Danae and, after lusting after her for some time, comes to her in the form of a golden shower and passing through a narrow gap in the bronze chamber, lays in passion with the lovely Danny, conceiving a child with her. So, let's find out who this kid is, shall we? Uh, And this son, a blessing from the gods, she names Perseus. Perseus. And, uh, yeah, so she raises the boy for some years, we're told, within this environment.
2: Oh, God, I'm getting getting room vibes.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, Brie Larson, except people like her. Ooh, hot take. You know, something like that. That, But instead of her her jailer being some rander who rapes her a bunch, uh, it's her loving father.
1: Acrisius.
0: Who freaked out a little bit too hard at a prophecy and locked her in there and um essentially forgot about her. Because, you know, this kid has been raised for some years, so he's, 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 he's at least, you know, two, three. Um, yep. So, yeah, but the whole time Acrisius has no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah, he's too busy doing a his business. Like, you know, the existence of the boy Perseus remains a secret until one day the king hears the metallic echoes of a child playing children's games and becomes suspicious. So the echoing coming off the bronze box that him and his mum has locked in.
2: So the whole time since he's been born, there's been no crying, nothing, no screeching.
0: Just Nah, Dana's labour must have been perfect. A breeze. Pop, yeah. like, oh,
2: pop, there we go.
0: Infant Perseus, he doesn't do teething. Nah, don't worry about that. Nothing. Silent. Nothing. Silent. Sleep through the con- night. Content. What a benevolent Boy. kid. Uh, yeah.
2: Just raises a hand slightly when he's hungry.
0: Excuse yeah, exactly. You know, it's all those sounds. Uh, uh, any any baby stuff, or like, it's, it's, or, or like <laughs> when they start crying, like those like those plants out of Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> the Mandrakora, commonly known as the Mandrake.
0: Like like when the babies do that, that sort of screaming, like great, like it. Greasy is blind. Is deaf to all that. <laughs>
2: But a a joyful play,
0: yes. Yeah, it's when he hears a kid having fun and he's like, oh, something's up in this bitch. Hold on a
2: minute. Who's having fun?
0: I don't recall people having fun here. Not in this town. And Acrisius finally comes upon the scene and discovers the boy. (gasps) He is livid. Oh, And he, he lays rough hands on his daughter, Andrea. Rough hands. Demanding to know who the father is. Rough hands? Rough hands.
2: It's a golden shower, Dad. Don't give me that, drop. <laughs> I'm not falling for
0: that. Smack me around for that, and uh, but Danny, he pleads with her father that it was Zeus in the form of a golden shower. Golden shower. But Acrisius does not believe her. He just thinks that she's so somehow some some wily dude has gotten gotten through the bound uh, through the protection stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, and uh, you know, fair enough on that point, though Acrisius, like. Could have just been a glory hole situation for he, all he knows. Um, you
2: know, have <laughs> <laughs> been waiting the whole time to say glory hole,
0: <laughs> exactly, because you know Danae is in prison. can't be total secret. Uh, can't be a total secret in Argos, exactly. Uh, in Eurydice's mind, you are like, yeah, this a dude could have come in and got all that, but she's adamant that it was Zeus uh, that, that did it in the form of golden shower. Um, but yeah, failing to believe Danae's story. That the king of the gods impregnated impregnated her. Sorry, Acrisius takes the only logical course of action and takes his daughter, whom he loves, supposedly, and grandson, and locks them in a wooden chest and casts the chest into the sea.
1: Fuck yeah! Whee! What? Uh, okay. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. He, he takes them out of the bronze box. He's not
2: even pretending like, okay, I'm just going to be fair. It's like, okay, can't deal with this. Now you're both gone. Well, yeah. Well, it's a bit intense, a bit extreme.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the thing about Argos, I'm pretty sure Argos isn't actually located on the sea. It's a little bit from, you know, a little bit of distance inland, but uh, so he may, have, he may have had to go a little bit to do it, but... Uh, let us know in the comments, guys. What uh, all the uh, the ain't the the movement of continents from the ancient days? I'd love to know.
1: Send a message.
0: Um, but it is uh, Acresius though. Uh, you know, it was it was Acrisius's thought process that they would die. Certainly, being you know locked up in a box and tossed into the into the sea, but they wouldn't yeah, die. Would think...
2: eh? no, no, I was just like, yeah, that's accurate. I, I'd think they would die.
0: Yeah, but What his, were you going to say? His thought process is that he himself would not be responsible for their deaths. So it, it's like, hey, i put you in a position where you're sure to die, but I didn't directly kill you, so I'm all good in the eyes of the gods. Sound reasoning from Acrisius.
2: Oh, he doesn't know because the box isn't opened. What is that thing? It's from Big Bang Theory. Something's cat? You know what I mean? Oh... They could still be alive.
0: It'd be kind of like marooning somebody on an on a desert island. You go, I'm not t- killing you now.
2: I didn't kill you, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think it about. Um, think about. Ah, uh... oh, it's lost me. Hey guys, so Pat is trying to think of the story of how Ea gave away the secrets of the gods to Utnapishtim in the form of a dream, so that Ea wouldn't be blamed by his fellow gods for giving away these secrets. This story can be heard in the Epic of Gilgamesh. So check it out if you can. Uh, And with that, the chest uh, carrying the Queen of Raw Deals, uh, Danae, she and her son, Perseus, are cast into the sea, uh, surely to be swallowed up by the ocean. But not quite. Uh, it's uh, as the massive chest with the two entombed uh, becomes snagged on a fishing line after some days floating at sea. So it's been at sea for a while, and it catches a fishing line from a, of a bloke named Dictees. Mm, uh The poorly named. Uh, it's not actually Dictes. It's more like more like more like Dictis. But uh, I couldn't okay. pass up a Dictees joke. To be to be fair.
2: Well, his name will forever be now, Dick
0: Tease. Dick Tease. Uh, and so, Dick Tease, uh, he's a fisherman on the island called Seraphis. Seraphis. Which is part of the uh, the sexy islands in the Aegean Sea, like I think like Mykonos and Santa, Santorini? Yeah, I think Santorini as well. Part of that sort of group of islands.
2: The sexy islands.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Seraphis is part of that sort of chain of islands in the Aegean. So it's a lovely place to be. Uh, and Dictees hauls the chest aboard and finds its cargo miraculously alive. Surprise! Oh. Yeah. also alive and well. You know, under the circumstances, pretty good. Like Nice. And well. both, both live.
1: Oh, hello. Yep. How are you? Hi. Thanks for that. Oh,
2: that's nice. bit of fresh air. Thank you. I've
1: got to say, you know, day four... I was keeping it together day 5 was getting pretty shit so thank you
2: <laughs> thanks for that Day 3 I was fine Day 4 pushed me over a little bit yeah yeah I think I think that's where it turned The airflow was really limited <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Uh and now now dictys mm, uh, he's a kind fellow uh, and he t- now took he took the now homeless mother and son back to live with him and uh, over the years the boy Perseus, Perseus now grew into a sleek muscular young man hello and to all that met did. him it was clear that he was favored by the gods
1: favored by the
0: gods so uh, one thing that isn't clear in this story uh, is that Dictys lives as a humble fisherman. Uh, because the thing that's weird about that is because his brother is actually king of the island of Seraphis. Uh-huh. So his name is Polydectes.
1: Polydectes.
0: So you've got one guy who's the king of the island and the other guy who is like a humble fisherman doing like, you know, pretty... Fisherman you know, li- stuff. Living a pretty meagre life.
2: Oh, Mega's is a bit harsh. I think he's actually found the secret, hasn't he? Just chill, be happy.
0: Compared to a king, you know, in terms of what, like, uh, like the comforts and all that, it's a bit of a, bit of a difference is all I'm right,
2: saying. Right, right, yes.
0: Like if Polydectes was a carpenter or and or a farmer and then Dictys was a fisherman, you'd be like, all right, that's pretty, pretty standard. Together. And then Polydectes is like, oh, by the way, I'm a king. I, I'm not going to help you out though. So you're like, yeah, great.
1: Doesn't
2: that make me a a prince? No. Oh, no. Would he be a prince? No. What would he be? Like a um, Um, a duke? uh, He
0: could be a claimant to the throne. He'd be just part of the royal family, part of the royal court. Yeah,
2: Yeah. okay. Just, (laughs) Just chuck him in the royal family. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Don't know a title.
0: I think Dictys isn't really you know thinking too much about it. He's he's happy happy he's happy doing his fisherman life. Doesn't want to murk murk the waters, you know what I mean? All right. He's, he's happy happy doing the doing the Dictys thing.
2: Stay out of the way, keep looking for chests.
0: Looking for chests. So you'll be right. Exactly. Now uh, Polydectes, the king.
1: Polydectes.
0: Uh, he came to notice the new uh, the newcomers now living with his meeker brother and uh, in particular the lovely Danny. Oh Danae, she's very lovely, uh, and quickly grew to lust after the mother of Perseus.
2: Just correct you; she's not very pet. Generally, generally lovely.
0: She's lovely. Generally, sorry. Generally, yeah. He must have thought she was very lovely then, because he's been uh, grew to lust after the unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate mother of Perseus, and wished to take her as his own.
1: Oh, how did Danae feel?
0: Oh, she, we're going to think she's like, great.
1: Another king's taken an interest in me. I the first one was me dad, and now look what fucking happened. Great. Fuck my life. <laughs> Thank you. Put me back in the chest. <laughs> I'll float around for a little bit longer. Get a better deal.
0: <laughs> but as the king made his advances towards her, she knocked him back time and time oh, again. Oh, oh. Confident in her son, Perseus's ability to protect her because he was a young a uh, young strapping strapping lad favored by the gods danny's like you know what i don't need to do what this king needs because i've got my boy to help me out if if any if if the king pushes too hard and uh polydectes he too was aware of perseus being the roadblock to danny and he came up with a plan and so one day polydectes the king decided to hold a banquet and invite all the most prominent men of the island. Uh, Perseus uh, was included as well to attend under the pretext that they were to collect uh, the contributions to be made for the wedding of Pelops and Hippodamia.
1: Pelops and
0: Hippodamia. Call back to episode one or two. Both, actually, (laughs) but more so episode (laughs) two. Give it a listen if you can. Um, Every man was to contribute one horse (laughs) Uh, as a wedding gift uh, for the for the happy couple, um, though Perseus, nice. yeah, Perseus, a humble fisherman, uh, couldn't afford to uh, own a horse, let alone gift one. And so, uh, you see, party uh, Perseus is at like you know a party out of his budget, right? Unfortunately, um, something which I have unfortunately fallen prey to when I was a little bit younger. If like you go out to uh, you go, you're a you young and poor student <laughs> living in Melbourne, and we, you know, you look at prices and you're just like, oh sweet, looks like I'm not eating for the week. Like, why did you? Yep. Bring, why did we come here, you pricks?
2: When, and when someone's like, "Let's do a round," and you're like, "Please no."
0: <laughs> Let's just split it. <laughs> like, but I don't. I don't want raw octopus today, mate. Like, yeah. Not today, I'm good. Oh god. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, so he's, he's he's still having a good time though, but he's he's worried about this whole horse situation. But this whole thing, this gift, this is all part of Polydectes' plan. See, he knows the young Perseus doesn't have a horse to offer, so now he's got now he's got a one up on the kid. He's like, oh, "I know that you can't pay this bill, mate." So, uh, when it comes to Perseus's turn to make an offering, he apologizes and says he doesn't possess a horse to give. So he's pretty honest that way. Uh, but then he goes ahead to nervously joke that he would bring back the head of the dreaded Gorgon Medusa, Medusa. and present it to Polydectes, as that would uh, probably be easier than know him gaining the wealth to acquire the horse or something like that it's like he's like saying oh i can't man i'm sorry i don't have a horse to give but how about i just bring you the head of this this, this feared horrible creature uh, as payment because that's probably about as likely as me having a horse for you
2: i could just feel medusa like laying back in a you know rocky cave area just chilling and just have like a slight like shudder over her shoulder like oh someone just you know mentioned my name yeah. just just chilling and then this guy's like oh, i'll just bring you your head great Who's his dick? Yeah, <laughs> dude, don't go to the party then. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have a horse, it was part. It was on the invitation. The facts were out front. Oh <laughs> man, no.
0: Um, anyway, so he's gonna. Okay, he's made so a deal. He, no, he's joked that he's gonna that that he could do that instead. Oh, of Oh, okay. Horse. He nervously goes, "Oh shit." It's like me going, oh, how about I just go and uh, ask the Pope for a beer or something like that. i got a better chance of that. A better, better chance of, uh, of seeing the Queen do the Macarena than doing what, what you need me to do. Yep. Uh, and uh, King Polydectes, Polydectes. Probably a little surprised at how effective his plan worked. Uh, in view of the whole banquet, accepts Perseus' offer to retrieve the head of Medusa. Oh. And Perseus must have been like, oh, mate, it's only joking, you fuck. Like, Jesus.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, shit.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, having been formally accepted by the king, Perseus's hands were now tied. Uh, and he had to uh, had to, has to jump on on this little quest.
2: Think before you speak.
0: Yeah, Polytexis was pretty chuffed with himself at this time. Ha, ha, ha. I'm a dick. Uh, thinking that with Perseus off on this quest for a while, uh, maybe for good because Medusa's no pushover.
2: Hoo, hoo, I'm pretty formidable, buddy.
0: Uh... As we'll discuss soon, uh, this this leaves wide open the lovely Danny. Danny, generally lovely, wholly lovely, whichever way you look at it. Uh yeah, leaves her open for Polydectes to work his charms. Oh, creepy king! So, our young hero Perseus is a bit glum at this point. Uh, he's talked his way into confronting one of the Gorgons, a pretty crazy and impossible task. Uh, And we'll discuss Medusa and her two Gorgon sisters after this quick pit stop. And we'll be back in a tick. So it turns out that quick little pit stop is going to take a little longer because this is the end of part one of the story of Perseus and Medusa. Join us next time as our hero embarks on his quest to take the head of the Gorgon Medusa and ward off the creepy advances of King Polydectes towards the generally lovely Danny. Thanks again for listening. And if you want to get in touch with any of your thoughts, episode ideas, or just want to say good day, you can DM us at a little history podcast on our Instagram and Facebook pages, or email us at a little history podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you wherever you are. That's all for now, and we'll be back in your ears before you know it. Cheers.